I'm King Mama. I'm the managing director in the UK for PropTech One, and we are VC that invests into European startups in the built environment. I'm passionate about promoting the great ideas of maybe new generations of people working in the built environment, particularly when it comes to promoting and delivering on sustainability. Welcome back to the Word Bold Podcast, where we chat with the leaders in commercial real estate to answer all questions space as a service. This podcast is for anyone involved in commercial real estate in any way. If you're an investor, a fund manager, developer, property manager, agent, or broker, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome back to the Work Bold Podcast. I'm Morgan Piersdorf, and this is episode seven of season 10 of the Work Bold Podcast. ULI's 2023 Madrid conference brought together a diverse array of stakeholders in the built environment, which is exactly why our episode seven guest was there. King Mama, managing director of VC PropTech One, sits down with Caleb to talk about why getting a broad spectrum of those working in the sector in the same metaphorical room is the best opportunity to solve for the complex challenges facing the built environment. Kingma shares how PropTech One is able to offer the startups it invests in a stronger go-to-market advantage and gives insights into the unique relationships they have with their LPs. They are serious about helping PropCo's source solutions and tackling the fragmentation in product development. So consider connecting at one of their future innovation forums. As always, if you have any questions or feedback or topics you want covered, reach out to Caleb on Twitter at Caleb underscore Parker or send him a DM on LinkedIn, where you can also find me as well. Before we kick this episode off, we are back to embark on a journey to uncover how furniture as a service can drive sustainability in real estate. Can this innovative concept truly revolutionize the way we approach environmental responsibility? We're about to unveil some enlightening perspectives featuring the visionary forces at NorNorm. So let's dive into the heart of sustainability with their co-founder and CEO, Anders Jepsen, Anders, can you shed some light on NorNorm's circular business model and its potent role in advancing the sustainability agenda? How can furniture as a service improve sustainability? We see in the world of commercial real estate, a major shift is underway. Leaders in real estate are not just focusing on creating sustainable buildings, but also they are prioritizing circularity for interior spaces. NorNorm stands at the forefront of this change with furniture as a service, addressing the increasing need for demonstrating environmental responsibility in real estate. By choosing furniture solutions that reduce waste and carbon emission, stakeholders make a conscious choice to contribute to a more sustainable future. Nornom's approach is not just innovative. It aims to contribute to complete circularity in real estate, from building materials to interiors, aligning with the global push towards sustainability. Nornom's vision for the workspace of the future is simple. Place circularity at the core and demonstrate how this is better for business, people and planet. By embracing non-norm real estate can drastically reduce CO2 emissions and waste production, driving us closer to a greener future. So how much CO2 emission can we save by going from a linear business model to a circular one? Stay tuned to find out more later in the episode. Now on with the show. Jeff, let's kick it. Welcome to the Work Bowl Podcast, Kingma. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, it's great to finally sit down and do this podcast. We've known each other for some time. You're a member at Exchange 22 Bishopsgate. I've seen you at Cretec. Now we're here at ULI in Madrid on this tower overlooking Madrid. 
So obviously we're here at ULI. So I'm just curious, what sort of conversations are you having this week? So the UI is a really great community because you meet such a broad spectrum of people, professionals working in the built environment, from architects to investors to consultants. And what that means is that there's, because we invest in built environment innovation, and that that's such a broad topic, it means so much. It means that therefore we need to actually be have relationships with the professionals in each of these quite different domains, right? In order to learn more about you know what excites them, what are their biggest challenges, and therefore what could be some of the biggest, best opportunities for technology to solve these challenges, to solve these problems as well. So, and also what's great about the ULI is it's obviously super international as well. And the built environment, you know, it is different depending on which country you're in, depending on which region you're in as well. So knowing the challenges, particularly, for example, we're here in Madrid and there's a lot of Spanish professionals here. It's been really, really great because it means that we've you know, built a great network, I think, for Spanish professionals. We've also, we've also gotten to know people who are based in Nordics and other parts of Europe and parts of America as well. So that's really nice. And I think from here on, you know, we can develop ongoing relationships as well. And so it means in practice, I can ask them questions kind of going forward. I feel comfortable to at least. And similarly, if they have anything that they want to approach me with, for example, a startup that they've seen raising or just a general question about what's out there as well. They know how to reach out to me now. Excellent. And speaking of questions, we were just sitting in on some of the same panels earlier. Great content. Marcus sat down with me for a few minutes and, and recorded an interview. But you had a question for Julia from Gensler about the challenges around office to resi conversions. So my question to you is, are you guys investing in solutions to those challenges? We are not making any active investments in this space, but it's certainly a space that we are looking into. There's a lot of media attention, you know, and it's not just within the real estate context, but also I think in public media as well about the potential of certain real estate assets, maybe that have been underutilized due to COVID, due to changing trends as well, to convert into housing as well. So it's a really important topic. And of course, housing affordability and the supply of housing is, is a topic on the forefront of many people's minds and many kind of political parties' agendas as well across, all across Europe. So yeah, we, we, we understand that um, you know, there is transformation happening. And it's fascinating. It's a, one of the biggest challenges of our times right now in, in this industry, I think. Well, if we move on to what you are investing in, I want to set up my question about what you're investing in by saying you guys have a lot of LPs that are investing in real estate. They literally have a vested interest in investing in solutions that's going to benefit them. And you're still looking for LPs. Yeah. So PropTech One, we are a venture capital fund. And so we're an agnostic fund as well, meaning that you know we're not tied into any one particular organization when it comes to our investor base. We are trying to bring together as wide as possible a variety of different businesses in the built environment. So for example... You know, we have construction companies as LPs, we have developers as our LPs, we have real estate investment companies as well, and we have banks too. That's really important for us because there's such a breadth of various different solutions out there, and there's many different business opportunities in the built environment too. We need to have the relationships and therefore the information in terms of where the most pressing challenges are. And also, by having a wider LP base, it means that we are stronger in terms of bringing forward a go-to-market benefit advantage for the startups that we work closely with and the startups that we invest in as well. So yes, we are looking for LPs because we launched our funds too at the start of this year. We did the first closing at 44 million euros and uh, our aim is to get to 100 million euros. So we're looking forward to doing a second closing around summertime and uh, hopefully get to that 100 million target by the end of this year. It's interesting your approach there because you've got 
capital that you need to invest in these companies, but you really need an ecosystem and you're developing that ecosystem. And then at the same time, you know, you've got, you know, Nico over in Germany, you have Sveta in London, and then I'm going to miss names, but you've got a whole team that's doing all of this due diligence on these different companies for your LPs. Yeah, we are... We work very, very closely with our LPs because many of them invest in us for strategic purposes to get insights and to get, become closer to any of the early stage innovations that exist across Europe as well. And so you talk about ecosystem, that's exactly the right word. What does ecosystem mean in practice? It means having relationships and invested interests to promote these innovations internally as well. The vast, vast majority, are uh, making this up at 99%, right, of prop tech, construction tech startups are B2B startups, meaning that they're selling their services, they're selling their product to the built environment. And if we have, we, because we have relationships with many of the largest companies in the built environment in Europe as well, for example, JOL is one of our investors, Commerce Real is one of our investors. You know, These are very, very large companies that have a lot of presence across different geographies. It means that therefore we can introduce a better go to market as well when it comes to these solutions that we invest into as well. And they are incentivized because they invest in us as a fund in turn to try out these solutions. And if it works, obviously scale them across their business operations too. So we're back in the studio with Anders, CEO of Nornorm. Anders, let's talk about that CO2 savings now. Well, embracing furniture as a service isn't just a choice. It's a statement of commitment to sustainability. And Nornorm is a circular model that reduces the CO2 emission to about 70%. But more importantly, it makes better use of resources. The positive effects are generated through furniture circulation and prolonging their lifetime by up to three times compared to when using furniture in a linear model. As a Nornorm customer, you will find the climate impact information on your subscription page and you can report it as scope 3 emission in your ESG reporting and you can set new benchmarks basically for responsible operations. So I mentioned Marcus earlier from Art Invest. He's on the stage and in our interview he talked about how they've launched a VC company to invest in PropTech and not every prop co can do that. So I think it's it's good that you guys are helping PropCo's source solutions. One of the things that we talked about in that episode was the fact that startups shouldn't just build a solution and pitch it to PropCo's. They should sit down with the PropCo's and all of the colleagues and all of the fragmented sections of real estate about the problems that they have and then go build a solution. So in your ecosystem, is, is that what you're helping them do? Absolutely. So. The best, the only feedback that really matters is ultimately your customer's feedback. So the the built environment is 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 quite fractured. It's very easy to get to know lots of people, which is great. But getting all the relevant people who are your potential customers, your potential users from a startup perspective, into one room together, metaphorically one room together, right, to kind of give feedback from their different perspectives when it comes to ultimately one building, that's very very hard to do. So yeah, we organize events for our portfolio companies. We organize special sessions as well, where we try to bring together some relevant stakeholders for them so that they get that objective feedback on where to improve, which features to build out, which features might not be so useful, interesting. And also maybe what are the internal hurdles in order to drive the adoption of that technology as well. So yeah, that's certainly something that we do. And you know, we're looking to organize an event, for example, this September, late September in London, 
where we'll be hosting and inviting a lot of the real estate companies and construction companies that we, you know, we're very friendly with and inviting startups that we haven't necessarily invested in, but we think they're really, really promising. We really like the founders. And so they, there, they can also have the forum as well to, to get that feedback from the industry. Well, I'd certainly would love to come to that event. You are most likely invited, Caleb. So you've talked about the ecosystem. We talked about due diligence. We talked about finding solutions to real problems in real estate. And it makes sense that LPs would in, invest in that sort of structure. But like, if I'm, if I'm a prop co myself and you've come to me and said, hey, invest in my fund, you know, what are you going to tell me? I would suggest that if you're interested in innovating, you know, either from an operation level or on your assets level, particularly when it comes to, I think, decarbonizing some of your, uh, your business areas and your assets as well. You need to therefore look for solutions and look for ideas too. And it's, there are different ways to, 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 to try this. Of course, you can start making some direct approaches and investments into startups as well. The question is, you know, are you mapping out the entire market of solutions? Are you investing in the one solution that's going to deliver the, the best results and also achieve the greater scale as well? That's something that's quite hard to, to achieve, I think, without much experience. And so that's where I think we come in as a VC fund as well. You know, as a team, we come from startup backgrounds ourselves. So we are all very familiar when it comes to what are the actual day-to-day -day challenges and experiences like of building an early stage company. And at the same time, we understand the language, we understand the culture of approaching and, and, and working together with larger organizations in the built environment as well. And so we can bridge that gap essentially. So we can suggest as long as we have a very clear cut problem from a prop co that they're looking to address, we can suggest a number of solutions and we can suggest making introductions to the right solutions that we find most potential in as well. And as a fund, what we're saying is that, you know, we're doing all this for free. Basically, we're not charging any consulting fees or anything like that. That service at all is all based on building an ecosystem, as you said. If we can invest in the best, then everyone wins as a result, right? The startup wins. We win as investors and our investors win as well due to a fund performance. Can you share an example of a solution that you guys have, have backed? that has been beneficial to your LPs? So EcoWorks is a German-based company. And what they do is they retrofit existing multifamily residential apartments into net zero apartments. And they do that by creating a BIM model first of that building. So digitizing essentially the 3D level entire plan. And then figuring out basically what are the facades and where the improvements can be made in order to improve the energy efficiency of the building. And then essentially contracting or subcontracting out that, that design and specification of the project into with, with suppliers who can manufacture those building components. So it's a, it's a, it's a very, very timely investment to make, right? Because there's so much attention and so much interest into retrofitting and the challenges. How do we do this in the most kind of efficient way as well? So EcoWorks becomes that one-stop solution to retrofitting larger assets in Germany, which is great. Many of our LPs, going to your question, Caleb, you know, our asset managers, our building managers, our lenders as well, and in the German market, there's a lot of pressure to decarbonize those buildings as well. And so we've made introductions to, from EcoWorks to our LPs where they have that demand as well. One of our investors, our LPs aren't just corporates, by the way. Many of them are also individuals who have you know, built a lot of network and a lot of experience in the real estate area. 
one of our earliest investors, for example, uh, both a fund one and fund two is a gentleman called Klaus Feiberg, who was the former COO of Venovia, which is the largest list of real estate company in Germany. So Klaus has a tremendous network and reputation, particularly in the German real estate market. And his network really helped EcoWorks grow. And so eventually he became the chairman of EcoWorks. He sits on the board as well. So we tie in a lot of our investors with our portfolio companies where there's an exact match as well, because that's where we're delivering the win, I think, for every stakeholder involved. Excellent. Excellent. So I want to end this on a bit of a lighter note, but something I find fascinating. PropTech One is, speaking of networks, highly connected to royalty correct me if I'm wrong here, of Liechtenstein, one of Nico's contacts. So in our fund two, we have over 30 LPs so far. One of those LPs is the Liechtenstein Royal Family Office. You know, they make investments in a lot of real assets. They make a lot of diversified investments in general. So we're, we're delighted that they are also one of our fund investors too. They obviously saw both the connection with our team and also they see the synergies, you know, in terms of innovations that we, we are finding with their real estate portfolio. So this is, this is the family office of Liechtenstein's royal family. Yes. Well, there you go. I've always heard that your net worth is your network or your network is your net worth. So networks are important. Thank you, King Ma. It's been great to see you here in Madrid. Obviously, enjoy the rest of the conference and I'll see you back in London. Thank you, Caleb. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for listening. Until next time, take care of yourself. And one last final time back in the studio with Anders from Nornorm. Anders, what does the future look like for Nornorm? Nornorm is not just a concept, a company or, or a service. It's really a new circular way of doing business. With Nornorm circular design and the flexible furniture solution, companies can get access and create spaces that minimize waste and prioritize sustainable practices. And with Nornorm, property owners and operators can use furniture to contribute to their ESG reporting, as we also track all the savings compared to if you would have bought the furniture. We really wish to create impact and to do so, we need to appeal to the many, not the few. So at the core of the concept, it is to offer really circular and attractive office interiors that are accessible to the many companies. And that's why we are so focused on securing we have a low price. This is how we can become a change maker and make a real impact with a highly affordable subscription model that require no investment and long-term commitments. We are really accessible for the many businesses. The same way Tesla's electrification of cars has sparked a movement towards electrification of many industries. We want to be that same catalyst of change towards circularity. And we start with the workspace industry. There we have it, a voyage into sustainable transformation powered by Nornorm. To join the revolution and sign up for a furniture subscription, please visit yournorm.com and stay tuned to the Workable Podcast for more revelations and visionary insights shaping the evolution of furniture as a service and its pivotal role in the world of real estate. And of course, I want to thank my Newflex colleague, Morgan Pierstor, for collaborating with me on this episode. A big shout out to Jeff for all your behind the scenes magic to produce the show. And my friend, mentor, and podcast prophet, Mr. Jason Allen Scott, for all your coaching, wisdom, and time to help me become a better host. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And remember, fortune favors the bold. I want to thank our headline sponsor, Nornorm, who we heard from across this episode. And if you don't know what Nornorm does, just a quick reminder, Nornorm is a furniture as a service company. And there are three reasons why I believe they are a huge part 
of the future of our industry and why I wanted them to be our headline sponsor. Starting with number one, Nornorm is a fully circular business model. So by offering affordable and flexible office furniture on subscription, companies aren't stuck with products they don't need as they grow. Now tune into the next episode for more insights from Nornorm and to hear my reason number two. Drumroll, please. P.S. If you want to find out about future-proofing your portfolio, head over to newflex.com. We should start a podcast. The ears are so much less crowded for competition than the eyes. Plus, we can take our podcast and make articles, newsletters, and social media content and get more awareness and organic traffic. Said every business owner ever before realizing it's too much work and nobody can find the time. Look, we get it. Who has the time to work out what mic to buy, what software to record on, where to get ideas, and how to promote the show, let alone how to edit. But here's the thing. Nobody needs you to do that anymore. It's 2024. We are living in the future, my friends. Showrunner has made it easier than ever for you to start your podcast. In fact, we can make anything a podcast. Typing. Yes, typing. Just send Showrunner your best performing articles, blogs, and newsletters, and we will make them into a podcast with your voice. Yes, we can clone your voice in under 20 seconds. Or different voices. Roll call. Pick me. Pick me. I never get picked. What about video Zoom calls? Send your interviews that you have recorded on Zoom to us and let us make engaging podcasts. And your webinars? Send them to us and let's turn that into a podcast that gets you more awareness. And if you want to be more like podcast talent, Showrunner will make you a full script with a jingle, an intro, an outro, and even help with those clickbait titles that get all the clicking and sharing. We will show you what people are looking for in your niche and even help with content ideas too, as we are human friendly. And just like that. Welcome to the Daily Download, the podcast where we summarize the day's most fascinating podcast episodes into bite-sized summaries. Find out in just a few minutes what the whole world is talking about. We did that. Ain't that cool? We can send you the podcast and show you how to upload or do it for you. Then let Showrunner promote your show through its algorithm so you are heard by more of your ideal customers. Then why just be heard? Let Showrunner make visual content too. With audiograms and video snippets you can share on LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, sorry, X, threads and more to get you more audience and more customers. Oh, and how could I not mention have a global audience? Why not publish in other languages? Non c'è problema. And all this for one flat fee, so no surprises. You can freeze or cancel anytime. Go to showrunner.com today to book a call with Jason. That's S-H-O-R-U-N-N-E-R.com. 